Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Bros. And then podcast episode number 68. Um, you know, this won't be a very loaded pod, to be honest. Uh, obviously, there's NBA, but I kind of did my NBA talk last week, and I kind of want to wait to do some more talk after the first wave of games come through. So next week, we'll definitely dive more into the NBA. Um, today, we're going to have, instead of, uh, I did this last year, instead of my top power 16, I'm going to do my NFL tiers. Post week six, I'm going to do my uh, playoff predictions post week six. Uh, me and my brother's uh, game seven, week seven game predictions. Then we're going to go straight into my post week seven college football. Um, top 23 power rankings. Um, biggest risers. Really, it's not biggest right. It's risers. Significant. It should call it significant risers, significant fallers. And then teams in consideration based on my next five out. Um and then we'll also then we'll get into week seven reactions. So my main five reactions from week seven results from my week seven top five games of the week and my week eight top five games of the week predictions. And then the main thing is gonna be combat sports. We're gonna talk Wilder, uh, his fight, what's next? Devin Haney, his fight, what's next? Fury books a stay busy fight, and then we're gonna dive into all things UFC two eighty. That will probably be oh, I would say well over half the podcast will be uh combat sports. It's a big one in combat sports. And next week it stays big because we talk Jake Paul Anderson Silva next week. So, and we'll also I forgot last week and do it podcast fantasy football league update at the very end. <clears throat> so I've always had my tiers be Super Bowl contenders, lock playoff teams who I think at this point are locks. The big the two the two uh, tiers that have the most teams in them at this point in the season are wild card hopefuls and outside looking in. And then we also we do have Hello twenty twenty three in the draft for five teams. So we'll start with Hello 2023 NFL Draft. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Houston Texans, the Washington Redskins, the Chicago Bears, and the Carolina Panthers. Hello 2023 NFL Draft. Everybody else I see, I see through six weeks could still fight for a chance to make the playoffs. So I've, elimin- I've eliminated five teams. I'm... For me personally, five teams have been eliminated from playoff contention, in my honest opinion. So outside looking in, I'm kind of doing this from... Okay, I guess I kind of need to rearrange this. I want to do this from where I think they really... I'm going to try to do this in order. Let me rearrange real fast. Um, okay, I think I'm... I'll go, I'll go here, because the NFC is a little tougher... They're gonna be, you're gonna be surprised by number number one. So I'm gonna kind of go in order from bottom to top of who I think has the best, who is the best outside looking in team. Wild card hopefuls. I think I did that pretty well in order. Lock playoff teams. I think I did pretty well in order. Yeah. So really, I did lock playoff teams. Super Bowl contenders are teams that I think have wrapped up their division, or teams that I think will definitely get in the wild card. Um. So I have one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven division winners. I don't have a division winner for the NFC West. Um, so they're both wildcard hopefuls because at this point, I don't know who's going to take. I have my prediction, but I don't know fully who's going to take that spot. Um, and then I have three wild, three teams that I don't think are going to win their division in either lock playoffs or I do have one wildcard Super Bowl contender. I'm guessing you can guess who. But let's start with outside looking in. At the bottom, the Detroit Lions. I don't think they're out of it. Um, but I, they're damn close. Um, they play the Cowboys this week. I don't know who they have after that. We can check. 
you know, I'm going to only do the tier. I do only do tiers randomly. So I'm probably going to do tiers this week, post week six. I'll probably do like post week 10 or nine. And then week 13 will probably be my last tiers. Cause I'll pr- you pretty much know by week 13, you know, maybe even do w- this week, post week six, post week nine, post week 12. And then it's probably done for tiers. Cause then you kind of know Detroit lions schedule. So they have the Cowboys next. <laughs> then they have the Dolphins and the Packers. I mean, those could be three losses. And then they go Lion or they go Bears could be a win, but it's a division game. And they got Giants, Bills, man. They could realistically be crazy to say, but two and nine or three and eight. I would only favor them in one game of their next six. Uh Lions, Cowboys, Cowboys are favored by seven. I'm guessing if two and the Dolphins look good, even though it's a road game for the Dolphins, they're three point favorites. If the Packers can figure a little bit out, maybe like two three-point favorites at Detroit. Detroit would probably be favored by a point or two at Chicago. They'll be underdogs against the Giants on the road, probably five. And they'll probably be seven to eight-point underdogs or seven to ten-point underdogs on, at, at home against the Bills. You can see three and eight. So that's why they're at the bottom. Um, Falcons next. Again, it's they're three and three, I think. Um, who did they play? Oh, they played the Buccaneers. They lost by six. They beat the they beat the Niners. I still don't trust them at all. You know, maybe when we get to week nine, maybe it's different. Maybe they're in wild wild card hopefuls, but I just still have them on the outside looking in at this point. Cleveland Browns, I know two and four. You're gonna have like I have like th- two, three. This is three. The rest of the teams are two and four or one and five. One and four. Browns, you gotta think if they but they got to play. They're two and four right now. They have to play eleven games without Deshaun, so they have five games left without Deshaun. If they could be five, and, if they can go three and two and be five and six, they could be in the wild, my last tier of wild card hopefuls with Watson returning. Oh uh, yeah, I'm watching the NBA right now. Like I said, Sixers and uh, Celtics. I'll get. I guess I'll throw my predictions. I have the Celtics winning by five. Um, I bet on them minus two and a half. Um, and then the Lakers, uh, Warriors, I picked the Warriors by seven. I hope the Lakers win, obviously. But uh, I think the Warriors will get it done. But yeah, Browns, again, can they do it? Jaguars are still there, but again, they're close to falling off as well. I think I probably could add the Browns over them. Saints, really worried about them too, honestly. Just not, the quarterback situation is not good. Um, you know, Jameis and Andy Dalton, I don't think gets it done. Denver, I still have in the hope in the outside looking in. It's going to be tough, especially if Russell Wilson misses three weeks with a hamstring injury. Um, that could be bad. Uh, Arizona against the NFC, so I still have to give him a chance. The last wild card spot's really wide open. Um, obviously, the Cowboys and Giants, I think, are you know getting a um, kind of a firm grip on the first two right now. I know we're only six weeks into the year, but both those teams look very good. Cowboys getting Dak back. Giants have, like I said, nailed their head coaching job. Um, and then I have the Raiders. You know, I know it's it's really tough because you start one and four. It's it's a slim chance of getting in the playoffs, but the AFC is not as deep. So if you got to think about the AFC right now, the, you know, you got the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans winning the their division right now, I believe. With the Colts, so the wild card you got the Chargers, the Bengals, and then the Jets right now at four and two. So it is going to be tough, but. I'm still going to leave them. I'm going to give them two, three more weeks. And, you know, if they get to four and four, they could rattle off three in a row. They're right back in it. And let me go drink real quick. 
wild card hopefuls now. At the bottom, Seattle Seahawks, man. They, you got to throw them in there in the NFC, man. You got to throw them in there. And I know it's it's tough for me to say they're going to make the playoffs with Geno, but man, they got a chance. They do have a chance. I also got the Patriots right above them. Obviously, we're you know Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, kind of iffy at quarterback, but Bailey Zappi's played really well, so you got to have them in there. Jets, not set on the Jets, but they're four and two. Their defense has played really well. Uh, Zach Wilson, that offense is averaging thirty points a game since he came back or around there. Uh, they just routed the Packers. Who I have, uh, then I have the Colts again. Worried about can Matt Ryan keep doing it all season? Can Jonathan Taylor get healthy? Is that receiving core good enough? Um, Green Bay again worried about them because of the receiving core. It's gonna be tough for Green Bay, um, but I do have them in wild card hopefuls. Right above them, San Fran. Again, question at quarterback. Defense is elite, but. Question at quarterback in the run game, can it stay well with uh, Jeff Wilson? You know, can they really have a sustained sustained run game? Uh, Rams right above them. You know, I, I think the Ram. I probably would pick the Rams to win that division, so you could have had them. I just don't want to put them at lock in the playoffs right now um, because I don't know if they're going to win the division. Uh, Miami Dolphins, again, I know three losses in a row, but no Tua. He's back. We're going to really see how good the Dolphins are. Um, is, can Tua be back to playing well? Uh, after uh, passing concussion protocol, he he could have he did pass it last week, but they kept him out. He can play this week, week seven. Um, so see how he does. New York Giants, top of my wild card hopefuls, but you could I I'm not, I don't want him as a lock yet because they still have Daniel Jones. They still have an odd receiving core. Um, Saquon's comeback player of the year. He's probably the only running back in MVP discussion. Maybe the only well, Jettas has to be maybe in the MVP discussion as well. But those are the wild card hopefuls. Lock playoffs. I went Chargers. I just think that they're going to be, with the AFC not being as good as I thought, I think they're going to be too talented to miss the playoffs. So I have them as a lock right now for me. As well, the Titans. I just don't see the Titans losing that division. I think the Colts, the Jags, and the Texans just have too many question marks. Jags turn it over too much. Can the Colts stay healthy? Tennessee seems to be the most consistent team. So I'm going Tennessee as a lock. Cincinnati as well. I think they're going to get rolling. Um, I think they're a lock. I don't have them winning their division. I have the Ravens winning the division still, but and that's that's my next lock team is the Ravens. And then Minnesota is my top, and I wanted to put them in Super Bowl contenders. It's just tough, you know, right now. Uh, Kirk Cousins always, you know, can he win? You know, if they don't get a bye, that means Kirk Cousins has got to win four playoff, three NFC games in the Super Bowl. Tough to say. My Super Bowl contenders, Tampa Bay. I know people are going to call me crazy, but I still, fig- I still think Tom's going to figure it out. And even if Tom gets in the playoffs as a wild card, you never count them out in the playoffs, right? And I still think Tampa Bay has a chance to win it all. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I was actually, after getting down 20-0, to playing horrible, you know, ter- two turnovers in the first half. They fought back and had a chance in that game. If they have Dak, I think they beat the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are better than the Cowboys, to be completely honest. The Eagles are my next Super Bowl contender because they are 6-0. and You have to have respect for that. I then have the Chiefs and then the Bills. So that's easy. Bills and Chiefs are undoubtedly the Super Bowl favorites at this point, those two teams. Going to be tough, though, now for the Chiefs to get the one seed. Um, so it might run through Buffalo. Not saying it's, you know, not going to. It could. Chiefs could get the one seed still, but could run through Buffalo, which would be a little bit tougher. So let's go to my playoff predictions post-week six, what I think the playoff standings will be at the end of the season post-week six. I have the Eagles as the one. Eagles and Cowboys schedule are just so easy. Um, I think the Eagles will get the one. If they do slip up, the Cowboys can get the one. Because I think the Cowboys could be a 12-13 win wildcard team with that schedule. Uh, Vikings at two. 
I think the Vikings will sustain this and be a 12-win team, 13-win team, be a, the two seed. Buccaneers at three, I still think they're going to be fine. Um, I still think they'll they'll get the three. And then I do have the Rams at the four. Um, I think they'll win the division. Ten wins, nine wins, maybe do it. Nine wins might do that division. Uh, Cowboys and Giants, my top two wildcard teams, I think they do hold on to those spots. I got Cowboys at the five seed and Giants at the six. And then seven, I'd have the Packers. Um I would. I'm gonna throw Aaron Rodgers in there. I'm gonna say he get finds a way to get in over Sam Fran. Those teams. Um, the, you know, you might call me crazy, but that's just how I look at it right now. Uh, AFC. I'd have the Bills the one just because they edge the Chiefs right now. I'd take them. Um, hold up. And I have the Chiefs undoubtedly at the two. Ravens three. Titans four. And then my wild card, I went Chargers, Bengals. Uh, Could have went Bengals over the Chargers. It's really kind of five six toss up. And then seven, I have the Dolphins getting in at the last spot. So that would be my playoff predictions post week six. Me and my brother are now tied after an awful week for both of us. But he had a little better week than me. He was two games back of me. Now we're both fifty one forty three and one. I mean, good lord. It's been rough, but he's gotten there. So Thursday night football, we both went Cardinals. Over the Saints, I went 26-23. He went 24-21. Sunday early games. I went... Ooh, I always mess up putting up a goddamn score for him. I don't know why I mess it up. Uh, we both went Ravens over the Browns. I went 31-20. He went 28-24. We both went Cowboys over Lions. I went 34-17. He went 35-21. Buccaneers at Panthers. We both went Bucks. 27-17 for me. 17-15 for him. Uh, Falcons at Bengals. I went Bengals 27-24. He actually went Falcons 28-27. That's his upset of the week. Um, Giants at Jags. I went Jags 23-20. He went Jags 32-28. Colts at Titans. I went Titans 24-19. He went Colts 21-20. Packers at Redskins, I went Packers 20-13. to He went Packers 28-17. Texans at Raiders, we both went Raiders. 30-20 for me, 21-17 for him. Jets at Broncos, uh, we both went Jets. He went blowout. I went 23-21 Jets. He went 35-17. Um, Chiefs at Niners, we both went Chiefs. I went 24-17. He went 28-20. Seahawks at Chargers, we actually both went Seattle. He went 28-27. I went 26-24. That is my upset of the week. Uh, Steelers at Dolphins. We both went Dolphins. I went 31-17. He went 21-14. Monday Night Football, Bears at Patriots. I went Patriots 24-13. He went Patriots 32-24. All right, Celtics are up six right now. Seven to go in the third. Good for minus two and a half right now. I just think the Celtics get it done at home, you know. Uh, My post-week seven college football top 23 power rankings. Ohio State stays at one. I have Tennessee at two now, Georgia at three, all these teams undefeated, Michigan four, Alabama I did have, still kept them at five, they're six and one, I went Clemson six, undefeated, TCU seven, undefeated, Ole Miss eight, undefeated, nine UCLA undefeated, ten I went USC at six and one, eleven Kentucky who's five and two, twelve Wake Forest who's five and one, 13, Oregon, who's 5-1. Oklahoma State, 14, who's 5-1. Syracuse, 15, who's 6-0. and 
Utah at 16, or at 15, uh, yeah, 15 Syracuse, 16 Utah at 5 and 2. Texas at 17, 5 and 2. Um, Kansas State at 18 at 5 and 1. Illinois at 19 at 6 and 1. Mississippi State at 20. They're 5 and 2, I think now, yeah. Penn State at 21. They're 4 and 2. Cincinnati at 22. They're 5 and 1. And North Carolina at 23. They are 5 and 1. Uh, my updated top three Heisman, I didn't put it down, but I'd have uh, Stroud one still, Hooker two, and uh, no, I'd have Hooker one right now, Stroud two, and uh, D- D- Drake Drake May uh, third. So biggest risers, Tennessee went from six to two, significant risers. Say Tennessee six to two, TCU fifteen to seven, Kentucky eighteen to eleven, Syracuse twenty to fifteen, Utah twenty to sixteen. Illinois unranked to 19 and UNC unranked to 23. Significant fallers: KU 21 to unranked, Mississippi State 12 to 20, Penn State 14 to 21, Oklahoma State 8 to 14, USC 4 to 10, Alabama 2 to 5. Teams in consideration: next five out: Purdue at 5 and 2, Tulane at 6 and 1, Kansas at 5 and 2, Maryland at 5 and 2, and UCF at 5 and 1. So my five main reactions to Week Seven: Tennessee is legit. They upset Bama in instant classic. They are legit. Tennessee is very, very legit. Uh, I think they have a damn good shot at winning the SEC. Michigan proves they belong as they dominated Penn State. Yeah, Michigan impressed me, honestly. I wasn't a, on the Michigan bandwagon until this week. They dominated Penn State. USC's playoff hopes now slim with one point lost to Utah. Yeah, USC's going to need a lot to happen. They're going to need what they would want is Tennessee to run the table so probably two SEC teams don't get in. That's what they would need. They would need that to happen. And the Big 12 to beat up on each other. Uh, Drake May must be in the Heisman combo as he carries UNC to another one. No quarterback right now that's at the top or re- in reasonable the Heisman discussion has to do as much and carry a team as much as Drake May has to do because of that UNC defense. Drake May carries people, carries that team. He has to be in that top three Heisman right now. Syracuse will give Clemson a run for the money. I think they do. I think 13 now points really unfair. I think that's too much, honestly. I think Syracuse gives them a... A good game, honestly. I think Syracuse will give Clemson a run for their money. So results, I went 2-3. and three. I had Penn State uh, over Michigan. Not a great pick, obviously. Uh, I had I did have Syracuse over North Carolina State. I had uh, Tennessee over Bama, but then I had Oklahoma State over TCU and USC over Utah, both losses. So I'm now 22-13 and 13 total. Want to get better. I've had uh, my last three weeks are 2-3, and 3-2, three, 2-3. Three and two, two and three. I don't like that run. So week eight, top five games of the week prediction. Syracuse at Clemson, 31-23 Clemson. I think it's a close game. I think Syracuse has a chance in the end, but Clemson gets a stop. Clemson wins. That's Saturday at 11. Texas at Oklahoma State. I do like Oklahoma State to cover six and a half or seven, whatever the spread is, but I like Texas 30-27 over, over Oklahoma State. Saturday at 2.30. Another Saturday at 2.30 game. UCLA at Oregon. Big road test. They've won some big home games against Washington and uh, – Utah, can they go on the road and upset Oregon? I think they can. 31-28 UCLA. Uh, Mississippi State at Alabama. One more drink. Hold on. I'm going Alabama by two touchdowns. 41-27 Bama. That's Saturday at 630. Uh, Late 7 o'clock game Saturday. 18 Kansas State at number 7 TCU. I actually have Kansas State 24-23 upset on the road. So here we go. Combat sports. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk boxing first. Then we're going to go all things UFC 280. Uh, my fight picks. Uh, I'll update the fan fight pick. Uh, 
my cousin Christian has not given his predictions yet. He'll obviously get them by Saturday. Um, it's only Tuesday, but we, uh, me and my brother and my dad have our picks. I'll give up the, I'll update the standings. We will look at the odds, and I'm going to go through, every time we do a, uh, I'm going to go through, I'll do the picks last. Um, actually, no, I'll do the picks first, and as I'm going through, though, I'll do ways to win for each fighter. Even the guy I think is going to lose, I'll do a way, ways for him to win. First, Wilder KOs Robert Hellenius in round one. I mean, Thunder is back. He knocks him out with not even, probably not even his hardest punch. It wasn't, it wasn't even a full extension right hand. It was a moving backwards right hand, and it was impressive. Wilder's back, uh, big knockout. And you, and I, you know, no matter what you want to say about Wilder, he just brings some even more excitement to the heavyweight division. You know, you have the, you have the, you know the the stand-up champion in Usyk. You have the uh, the big star in Joshua, who's you know on a kind of a downward spin right now. You have the brash Tyson Fury, who may be, is probably the best of this generation. And you have the KO King, in my opinion, the best knockout puncher in boxing, in heavyweight boxing history. Whoever you want to put in there, I think Wilder is the best, is the best knockout puncher in heavyweight history. Ruiz likely next. So you, you know, like I said, I think my heavyweight rankings right now would be Fury, Wilder, Usyk, Joshua, and then Ruiz. Ruiz will likely be next. They're both under PBC. Um, Fury's gonna get. We're gonna talk Fury in a minute, but he's probably gonna have. He's gonna have his warm up fight, and then he's gonna have Usyk, and then the winner of that will probably fight the winner of Wilder Ruiz. That is likely next. Um, Ruiz can he can he be fast and can he get in and out and not get caught with that big right hand? I guess we're probably gonna find out. I'm guessing that happens February of next year, maybe March. Um, but that will happen next. Uh, it will be Wilder versus Ruiz, most likely next. Devin Haney beats Cambosis again um, via unanimous decision. I thought he showed more. This time it wasn't the jab. It was about the right hand. Um, he looked really, really good. I liked everything I saw from Devin Haney in that fight. Who's next for Haney? We don't know. Probably Lomachenko. But you always have the chance of Gervonta, Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson. There's a lot of fun matchups for Haney next. Fury books a stay busy fight in a trilogy with Derek Chisora. He's already beat him twice. Kind of, uh, you know, Fury's always liked Chisora. I think this is more of let's get Chisora one more paycheck and probably the last fight of Chisora's career. Um, I think he's getting him a nice paycheck. I bet Chisora makes five five million at least in this fight. Um, it's kind of a stay busy fight because he had a he had a date he had dates booked he had uh, December third, December tenth, and December seventeenth. He's told everybody I'm fighting at one of these dates, no matter who it is. December third in Cardiff now against Derek Chisora. Great, you know, great stay busy fight. He should win this, probably get a finish. Um, and then next will be Usyk for the undisputed title. So here we go, man. All things UFC 280. I'm so excited about this card. Um, man, am I pumped about this card. Uh, here, let me just get the odds pulled up real quick. UFC 280 odds. I'm so the, uh, one o'clock start time because it's in Abu Dhabi, but I'm not going to complain. Do they have FanDuel here on fight odds, or are we gonna? We we'll probably go off BetMGM. No, we don't need to sign up for free. I just want to see the odds. It's loading, loading. Um, I have to go somewhere else, but we're going to look at the odds last anyway. 
So fan fight picks and ways to win first. The current standings for fan fight picks. We I we I kind of didn't follow the schedule correctly, so we're doing the fan fight. This fan the fifth fan fight picks is going to run till the end of the year. Um. It'll run till the end of this. The last pay per view of the year is when this will run to. Um. So right now, my cousin Christian has thirty. My brother uh, Lou has twenty nine. I have twenty seven. My dad has twenty two. So pretty tight race. Um. But let's get into the card and ways to win. So the first fight we're picking, we're doing two on the prelims because this card's so damn good. Um, Vulcan Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. Um, let's pull up so I can ch- we can check their uh, UFC 280. So we can check their most recent fights as well. Uh, Krylov, I like just looking at their most recent. Like, you know, Ozdemir versus Krylov. Uh, Krylov, mixed martial arts record. Uh, no, it's Ozdemir. He's coming off. He had two losses before to Ankalaev and Yuri, who may be the two best light heavyweights on the planet. Um, then it's got, he, he fought Paul Craig, you know, who kind of a weird jiu-jitsu guy. He gets a decision win. I thought he fought really smart. Um, and you know, he gets a little wild and wrecks at times, but I thought he won a uh, really impressive fight by him. So he beat Paul Craig in his last outing. Krylov. He knocked out Alexander Gustafsson in a minute after two straight losses to Ankalaev and Paul Craig. This is going to be a fascinating fight. Um, so right now, my dad picked Nikita Krylov round one. Me and my brother picked Ozdemir round one. Um, ways to win. You know, I think Ozdemir does, doesn't do great when, when pressured. You know, if he's fighting at his, on his pace and his rhythm, he's a lot better. If you're Krylov, you want forward pressure. You know, use a, an array of arsenal. Your, you know, use a really your everything in your arsenal. You know, don't don't let Ozdemir dictate the fight. Um, Ozdemir is a good counterpuncher, but you'd rather him on the back foot than setting things up. And that's what Krylov's got to do. And for Ozdemir, it's again fight at your pace, set up your punches nice. Don't get too reckless. Krylov would welcome a reckless war. That would be good for Krylov, I think. Um, so yeah, Ozdemir. Uh, if he can fight at his pace and find his range and hit him with that right hand, it could be quick for Krylov. Those are the ways to win. Like I said, me and my brother have Ozdemir round one. My dad has Krylov round one. Next is Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. This is a huge fight in the welterweight division. Bilal Muhammad, since the no contest against uh, Leon Edwards, he has beat Damian Maya, Stephen Thompson, and Vicente Luca via one-sided decisions, basically. Um, so he's coming in ready and then even before the no contest he's technically on a one two three an eight fight on beaten streak seven wins one no contest since his decision lost to jeff neal he's looked very good um sean brady has not lost in his ufc career this is a step up he fought court mcgee nardiov christian aguilera jake matthews and then michael chiesa who he won by decision in pretty you know dominating fashion um so yeah, I think uh, this is a, it's an interesting fight. Um, I don't know how exciting this fight will be. It's I, I could see it staying standing, and I think Brady will have the speed advantage on the feet. Um, so I don't know. This is a tough one to pick for me, honestly. I went Brady decision. Um, again, if it's I just don't even know what to say about ways to win because yeah, you you want to say well both guys if you can get the takedown hold that guy down you're probably gonna win this fight. But if it stays standing, I think Brady 
might just be a little quicker on the feet. That's why I'm going to give him the edge. My dad went Bilal decision. Me and my brother went Sean Brady decision. Now to the main card. Caitlin Chukagian versus Menon Firot. I think is how you pronounce it. She is from Nice, France. Uh, she is 9-1. She lost her first fight in her career, and she hasn't lost since. She's 4-0 in the UFC, beating uh, Victoria Leonardo, Tabitha Ricci, and uh, Myra Bueno, bueno Silva. And then Jennifer Maya was a huge win. That was a step up, huge step up. That was a big win for her. Um, Caitlin Chukagian, always been at the top. Uh, you know, a great contender, never fought, never found her way to win the title. Um, she fought Shevchenko for the title, uh, lost, and then she beat Ant- Antonina Shevchenko, the sister of Valentina. She lost to Andrade by TKO. Since that, though, she's beaten Calvillo, uh, Arajo, Jennifer Maya, and Hebos. All decisions, but she's won some big fights. Uh, this is the real step up for uh, uh, Firolt, um, who I have winning uh, via decision. My dad has Chukagian via decision, and Fir- and my brother has Firolt via round two. Um, if we know anything, I think you know if, if Firolt pushes the pace and goes moves forward, doesn't allow Chukagian to use her uh, reach and her kicks and stay on the outside, I think Firolt can get it done. Um, and Chukagian, like I said, if she can just keep her at distance, land those leg kicks, use her reach, I think that's how she can get it done. Great fight, though, in the women's flyweight division. Next up. For Benir Daryush, I think uh, you know a chance to put himself in number one contenders fight for the lightweight title if he wins this, and a tough one against uh, Matus uh, Matus Gamrot. Uh, Gamrot's an animal. Um, his uh, he lost his first fight in the UFC to Kutaladze, who's also a now ranked lightweight who is a monster. He beat Scott Holtzman by T- by KO, Jeremy Stevens by Kimura. Diego Ferreira by TKO, and then Sarukian via decision, an awesome five-round fight. Um, let me grab one more drink. So he's, a, he's a killer. He's an absolute killer. Um, this is going to be a great one. Dariush. You know, no one ever thought of Dariush. For a long time, is could he ever get to a title contender? He lost to Barboza via KO flying knee. He had a draw with Evan Dunham, and then he lost to Alexander Hernandez by KO. And then he took about six, seven months off. He beats Tiago Moisai's decision. Drew Dober submission. Uh, Frank Camacho submission. Drake close KO punch. Scott Holtzman KO. Diego Ferreira decision. Tony Ferguson decision. Again, I don't. It's a good win streak, but it's not elite. This is by far, I think, his toughest opponent um, in this win streak. So, I really like, I, I really love this fight for both guys. You know, Gamrot puts himself up there with the top top six, top five if he wins. Um, Darius puts himself, in my opinion, you know, they've announced that Volkanovski is going to get the next lightweight title fight. So, you got to think if Darius wins, um, maybe he gets a fight with uh, the winner of uh, Poirier Chandler. Um a fight with Justin Gaethje, something like that next. And even for Gamrot, a fight with Gaethje could be on the table for sure. So, you know, it's a big fight here for both these guys. Um, they both, my dad and brother, both went Gam or Darius via decision. I went Gamrot via decision. I'm going with a little more. I don't even think it's an upset. I think he's favored. But I am going Gamrot via decision in this fight. Next up, Sugar Sean O'Malley against Peter Yan in the biggest fight of Sean O'Malley's career. Um, 
you know, O'Malley. Last fight was a no contest. Accidental eye poke against Munoz. I thought he was winning the fight. Um, he knocked out Paiva. He TKO'd Chris Moutinho. KO'd uh, Thomas Almeida. Had the loss to Marlon Vera uh, where he got injured. Um, knocked out Eddie Wineland. Again, it's it's a big step up. But again, at this point in his career, he's I think he's got to be ready for it. I know he's ready for it mentally. Is he going to be ready for it physically? That's going to be the big question. I believe he is. We're going to find out. He's going to take on the number one contender, the number one ranked contender in Peter Yan. Um, who you know, <laughs> look at the guys he's beaten since coming in. John Dotson, Jimmy Rivera, Uriah Faber, Jose Aldo, lost to Sterling by DQ. Corey Sandhagen win, lost to Sterling by split decision. The guy is as good as it comes. He's unbelievable. Um, this is going to be a huge fight. Um, my favorite fight on the card, actually, is this one. I love Sean O'Malley. He's one of my favorite fighters, and I picked him via round two KO. TKO, I think he gets a finish. Call me crazy, but I think O'Malley gets it done. My brother did O'Malley via round three finish. KO, TKO. My dad actually went Peter Yan via round three KO slash TKO. Can't blame him either way. T, uh, oh, yeah, I guess ways to win. Sorry for Darius Gamrot. Darius, I think, has got to use the wrestling. If he gets on top, I think it's great. I think Gamrot's going to outstrike him if it stays on the feet. And that's why I picked Gamrot, because Gamrot does have great takedown defense. So, yeah, I think that's the way for O'Malley. It's key. Use your distance. You're longer everywhere. Use your kicks. You know, use your jab. Stay distance for Jan. Got to get inside. March forward. The reason why it's going to be interesting, because Jan is known, he's fought in so many five-rounders. A lot of the time, he's been known as a guy, download the data, He's kind of like has a Floyd Mayweather approach in the five-round. The Jose Aldo fight. Jose had early success. Jan ends up finishing him late. That's a five-rounder. Uh, different than the Aljamain fight because Aljamain fought so weird in the first fight. He was able to really have his way. Corey Sandhagen, I thought, had really early success. Um, even against Aljamain in the second fight. Kind of took the first three rounds off and then lost. Couldn't get a finish. Can o- if he has that, if he can't do that in a three-round fight. And if he does, O'Malley could bag a round and then hopefully try to steal one of the last two. That's a, that's a way to win for O'Malley as well. Al Jermaine Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. We all have gone Dillashaw. I went Dillashaw decision. Uh, my brother and dad went Dillashaw round four. If Dillashaw keeps us on the feet, I don't see how Al Jermaine wins. And I think people are assuming just because Al Jermaine held Yon down that he can do that to Dillashaw. Dillashaw is a far better wrestler than Peter Yon. It's going to be a lot tougher for Al Jermaine to hold Dillashaw down, in my honest opinion. Um, but that's a huge fight for the title. Winner of Jan is, again, winner of Jan O'Malley's fighting for the title next, he said. Uh, for Dillashaw, you know, ever since getting the, you know, busted for steroids, he's only had one fight, a split decision win versus Sandhagen. That might be the thing that worries me most, is the time off, and he's coming off sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Um, looks in tremendous shape, though, so I don't think that's a problem. Um, so, uh, but looks in tremendous shape. So I don't think the shoulder's an issue, but it does worry me a little bit for sure. That's the one thing that worries me here, uh, for TJ Dillashaw, Al Jermaine, he's coming off, I think the two fights with Jan. Yeah. So he beat, you know, ever since the KO knee lost to Marais, he beat Brett Johns, Cody Stammen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, Corey Sandhagen via submission, uh, beat Peter Jan technically by DQ. And then he beat him by split decision. So a great run here for Al Jermaine. I think it just comes to an end come Saturday. In the main event, Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev. Um, we'll look at Islam first. Uh, oh, for Al Jermaine. Yeah, like I said, Al Jermaine's going to want to get this to the ground. If he can hold TJ down, he's going to find success and probably win this fight. 
if TJ can stop the takedowns or at least get right back up immediately and start getting his striking rolling, I think TJ runs away with this fight. Um, but here we go. Islam Mahachev. In my opinion, one of the most undeserving title fights in UFC history. Yeah, he lost his second fight in the UFC by knockout, and then he has a nine-fight win streak, ten-fight win streak. It's it's not impressive, really, to me. Chris Wade, Nick Lentz, Glayson Tebow, Kajon Johnson, and none of those guys are with the UFC. Sharukian, yeah, he's he's solid, but not. it's not like... That was also Sharukian in, in, in 2019. Davi Ramos, Drew Dober, Tiago Moisais... Dan Hooker and Bobby Green. So either Bobby Green or Dan Hooker is his best win. Does he deserve a title shot? I don't think so. But here we are. 22-1, and one, though, is impressive no matter how you spin it. But still, I don't know if he deserves a title shot. He's taking on Charles Oliveira, who's just had one of the best career resurgences of all time. Think of this. Since he lost to Paul Felder in 2017. Clay Guida, submission. Christos Giagos, submission. Jim Miller, submission. David Tamer, submission. Nick Lentz, knockout. Jared Gordon, knockout. Kevin Lee, submission. Tony Ferguson, decision. Michael Chandler, knockout. Dustin Poirier, submission. Justin Gaethje, submission. Listen to those last three names. Three guys that are still fight, fighting to hopefully get another title shot. That are still around. The, they're all in the top five. Chandler knocked him out. Poirier submitted him. Justin Gaethje submitted him. I think Olvera wins. I do. Um, ways to win. I think even if it, you know, Islam obviously wants to be on top. And if he gets on top, he's got to tie them legs down. If he can get on top and do that and tie the legs down and just hold him down and do some ground and pound, it could be a long night for Olvera. But if he doesn't tie him down and lets Olvera have the guard open or Olvera catches him in a guillotine on a takedown, especially, and if he can't take Olvera down, Olvera's going to light him up on the feet. I'm going Oliveira via round one submission. My brother went round two submission, and my dad went round three submission for Oliveira. Those are our predictions for the fights. Um, obviously, my cousin Christian will have his end. Let's just take a look at UFC 280 odds now. Can we finally pull them up? Good Lord. Fightodds.io. Thank you. All right, so the fights we're picking. Ozdemir Krylov. Ozdemir right now. Let's Okay, hold on. What do we have here? Bovada, Bell Online. Do we have any of the ones that I use? FanDuel is here. Okay, good. FanDuel, here we go. FanDuel has Ozdemir at plus 138, Krylov at minus 178. I like Ozdemir in that fight. Bilal Muhammad plus 114, Sean Brady minus 146. I like Brady. Uh, Chukagian, Firat. Chukagian's plus 175, Firat minus 205. I like Firat. Dariush plus 160, Gamrot minus 190. I like Gamrot. Uh, Peter Yan minus two sixty five O'Malley plus two twenty five again I picked O'Malley uh, Sterling uh, minus one oh no sorry minus now okay I was reading the wrong odds so let's go back Ozdemir plus one thirty eight Krylov minus one seventy eight uh, plus one fourteen for Bray for Mohammed minus one forty six Firat minus one twenty five to plus one seventy two Chukagian. Uh, Gamrot minus 210 on FanDuel, plus 162 Dariush. O'Malley is now only plus 190. When I threw my little $20 on O'Malley, he was like plus 3 or plus 280. Uh, and Jan minus 250. Aljamain Sterling minus 186. Dillashaw plus 144. Charles Oliveira plus 140. Islam Mahachev minus 180 are the odds. Been waiting for this weekend for ever since this card was announced. It's actually stayed together. Let's pray. Let's pray that no shenanigans happen these next three, four days and we get this card to stay intact. It's an unbelievable card. Will obviously be a huge review. Might even do a, uh, hold on.
was thinking about even doing a Sunday, a late Sunday show since the Cowboys have a noon game and, you know, I could I'll obviously still watch the late game, whatever it is, but, you know, I could do a maybe a quick a, a KB Shorts returns for maybe a 20-minute review of the fight card and what I think's next for guys so we can highlight it on its own. Might have to do that Sunday. Um, but, yeah, huge card. Uh, Thursday we'll be back with KB and the boys, episode 7. Oh, shoot, we got to do the uh, podcast league. Uh, real quick, I'll update the standings on locks. I am 9 and – or uh, Colby leads the the running at 10 and 8. Me and Fletch are tied for uh, second at 9 and 9. Uh, Tate in third at 8, 9, and 1. Schmidt in fourth at 7, 10, and 1. Carter and Miller tied for fifth at 7, and 11. And Nick is 6, and 11. Who Nick, I believe, has gone 2, and 1 or better the past three weeks. So he's starting to get going the past two weeks. So he's starting to get going here. I believe he has gone 2, and 1 the past two. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back for that. I already have my locks in, actually. Um, I saw three lines I really liked, three games I really liked, and I have them in. I also have... My four other main bets, you know, I'm, I'm going with the seven, the seven slate. I'm going picking my seven favorites of the weekend. I'm riding with those. So I got my other four that I really like too. Uh, that my three locks, but let's get it. We got one more thing to do here. The podcast league update. I did get a razor, razor close victory. Um, too close for my liking. Um, So let's podcast league. Um, I play the so right now the league goes. We are headed into week seven. The standings goes as of right now. Uh, my buddy Colton Miller in first at five and one. Uh, Josh at four and two in second. I am in third at four and two. Uh, my buddy Trey at three and three in fourth. Uh, my buddy Bryce in fifth at three and three. My brother's two and four and six. Craig is my buddy Craig is uh two and four and seventh, and then Fletch one and five and eighth. So uh, the playoffs went today. Miller would play Trey. I'd play Josh. Uh fourteen playoff. I had a crazy crazy uh pretty pretty wild one. Uh let's go league. I think I won by four. Yeah, I did. I won by four. One eighty three to one seventy nine over Fletch. Uh, would have been a rough. That would have been two straight losses for me. Um, just had a really, you know, Diggs and Allen, sixty-two combined points is huge. Um, who else did I have? Really, uh, McCaffrey had twenty-two. Ertz was good. Goblin was good. Daryl Henderson was good. Suckup was good. You know, my my super flex hasn't done well for me, but we're getting back this week. My team lineup right now, obviously, J- Josh Allen's on a bye, which could hurt my team this week, having to play uh, Miller, who's at the top of the league. Um. I'll now have Josh Allen and Dak, though, for for quarterback and super flex going forward, which is very nice. So this week right now I'm going to roll with uh, Dak at quarterback. McCaffrey and Zeke is my running backs. Goblin and Jalen Waddle is my receivers. Zach Ertz is my tight end. Hopkins and A.J. Dillon in the flex. Geno Smith is who I'm going with in my super flex. Ryan Suckup, been a great kicker for me. And then New England's defense against Chicago. Can't play Diggs or Allen this week, which hurts, and Daryl Henderson. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the way my team's going. Hopkins is back. 
So I'm very happy about that. But those are the standings right now in the podcast league. It's it's getting tighter. At one point, you had four teams at three and one, four at one and three. It's a uh, it's a uh, tightened up now a little bit. So that's really good. The league's getting really competitive, which I like. Um, but again, yeah, we're back Thursday with KB and the boys. Uh, episode number seven, and then obviously it's Sunday. I'm gonna try to get a shorts out uh, post UFC 280. But thank you guys for listening. Peace.